Hello everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Overthinking Gaming, where every episode we discuss a different game. And today's episode, well, um, we're discussing a game that not everyone's exactly the biggest fan of. Which, as you always see in the title, Metroid Other M. Many consider it to be the black sheep of the Metroid series. That one game and everyone's like, what the fuck happened? Well, we're going to talk about it all here today on this episode. Now, I actually want to say that um, instead of bandwagoning on everyone else's opinion on this game, I decided to actually go in myself. I try to get like um, as little spoilers as possible just to go in with an open mind, not thinking about what other people like, what other people don't like, just going into it. And... Well, here were some of the first impressions I had. At first, I honestly really enjoyed the game. I, I enjoyed the opening cinematic scene. It takes place right after uh, Super Metroid ends, and you see Samus uh, defeating Mother Brain and the baby Metroid actually getting destroyed. And I don't know, just how it looks and everything. It's like, wow, visually, you know, it just it looks great. And it got me pumped and excited about the game. Seeing Samus lying there, um, you know, right after the battle, resting and hearing her voice for the first time. It was just unlike anything I'd ever seen in Metroid. And it was honestly really enjoyable for what it was. Um, I initially loved the story. Um, the intro, I, honestly, like I just said, I felt it was really fitting. It was inviting. It got me. It got It really did get me excited. I remember I took like a screenshot of it, even posted it on my Instagram story. And I'm like. Yo, this is like a movie. Like, that's how excited I was. Um, and then the game started. And I looked at the controls and had to hold the Wii remote sideways. And I was like, okay. And it wanted me to move around with the D-pad. I'm like, well, I guess I can just plug in my nunchuck. And I plugged it in, unplugged it, plugged it in, unplugged it. But no matter what I did, the nunchuck wasn't working. Unlike other games where you can just plug it in and use it in, in some way. But nope. And then I discovered that you can't use a nunchuck for this game. And that's when the disappointment started. After playing for a while, especially like my first run through, the game just started to drag on. With the highlights maybe being like the beautifully animated cutscenes. But even those started to overstay their welcome and they became really annoying and monotonous to watch at some point. It just completely ruined the pacing. Like it, it was... Honestly, this is what it felt like. I'd start playing the game, and then at some point I'd be like, damn, I really hope, I really wish there was a cutscene right now. Or I'd start and be watching a cutscene, and I'd be like, damn, I really hope the cutscene ends soon, and I can start the game. It would just be back and forth like that. It'd never be like, oh, damn, I can't continue, I can't wait to continue uh, playing this. Or damn, I can't wait to see what happens next in the cutscene. No, because they dragged on for too long. It was, it just wasn't paced right. Kind of like in, uh, I guess a comparison I can think of is, um, I'm trying to think of what the game is. I can't remember it. It's, uh, I think it's Pokemon X and Y is probably the biggest comparison. I think that's the, I don't remember which Pokemon game specifically, but I know one of them, you start with one gym and then the second gym, there's just, it drags on for such a long time before you even get to the second gym. And I mean, that, that's, I guess, the biggest comparison I can make, just in terms of dragging on and just not going well. Um, another thing the game does that makes that's really annoying in terms of controls, you have to hold it vertically and like hold A to heal yourself. 
And it doesn't sound that bad, but anytime like I'd lie on my side when playing the game, try to relax while I'm playing, you know, getting a little tired. Um, my controller shifts slightly vertically and then Samus is just standing there doing nothing. And for a while, I thought it was just a glitch. And then I figured, oh, it's the stupid healing thing. And an even worse thing is that you got to point at the screen to actually fucking use missiles in this game, which are required for most enemies and most bosses if you actually want to get through at like a decent time. Because even the charge beam, for some reason, is not as useful as it is in normal Metro games. No, you got to point at the TV. And for some reason, I don't know if it was my sensor, but it just wasn't working well at all. And at some point, my arm was just getting sore. And I was like, bro, I have to sit up every single time just to heal, just to point it at the TV, just so it would fucking work. And... Yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm pretty pissed about the controls. Um, there's a lot of different combat things in the game that seem cool because of concept, but then you start them, like, you gotta jump on top of some enemies to shoot them. And then the tutorial, it took me a long time, but I was finally able to do it. And it honestly, every time I do it, it's more time consuming than the last. Like, for no reason, like, I'll just be trying to jump on the enemy constantly, like, going and going and going, and I'll just keep missing, like... And I know it's not that I'm horrible at the game because I've been able to do it before, but some enemies are just impossible to jump on and it, I, I don't know, it was just annoying that that was one of the ways that you can do more damage to enemies. Like, and some things just aren't well explained. Um, the game honestly felt really unfair, like whenever I was hit by enemies or lost a fight, the majority of the time it just didn't feel like my fault. It felt like the con the controls of the game were sucky or it just wasn't giving me enough time to shoot. Like it just wasn't sensing my sensor. Sometimes I move my arm slightly up and then, you know, the sensor would go all the way up and I'm like, no, bitch, no, not all the way up. I'm not going all the way up. And I'd literally start cursing at the TV. Like I, I get pissed off. This game pissed me the fuck off with its controls sometimes. I don't think I've ever gotten this passion in one of these episodes, but let me tell you, this game, in terms of controls, is one of the worst controlling games I have ever played in my life. And I've probably played a lot of bad control games. Um, okay, sorry. <laughs> I kind of lost my train of thought there a bit. Um, so, at the end of the game... Honestly, like the same thing is continued. I still had a point. I still had to jump on enemies and it was maybe just a little bit less, but it wasn't enough that it was it was still annoying. You know, like if it wasn't jumping on enemies, it was pointing at the TV, trying to like pinpoint the exact location to suit to shoot missiles. In my opinion, the gameplay was pretty lackluster. The controls were OK slash horrible because of the pointing and healing was also horrible. Um, so, yeah, just a lot of the game felt luck-based. It didn't feel like it had to do with skill. It felt very faulty due to the controls. Um, and I just realized, like I always do, I go on a ramble when I forget to talk about the story. So, let's talk a bit about the story. I mean, I talked about how the game starts, but let's talk about what's going on in the game. Then I'll get back to what I was talking about. So, as you know, this takes place after Super Metroid, after Samus defeats Mother... Sorry, Mother Brain in her T-Rex form and takes the baby Metroid back with her. Um, yeah. So we know that. Um, she goes into this thing called the Bottle Ship and then she aids the Galactic Federation with like a mission basically on this ship. And that's what you're exploring the whole time because there's a signal coming from there. So you travel alongside them. And I'll have more to say about them later, but that's the basic premise of the story. Sorry, I did not explain that before. Um, 
while this game is pretty linear, like very linear compared to other Metroid games, some puzzles are nearly like fucking impossible to figure out without guides. And I'm just, I mean, I'm not great at puzzle games, but like, come on, dude. Like the amount of guides I had to look up for this game or just to make sure I wasn't going in the wrong direction because yeah, I was that scared of that. It was really annoying. Like sometimes it was, it's not even a puzzle. Sometimes you just gotta beat an enemy. And you'll see that same enemy like five times. You have to fight them just to open a door. And the, so like, it's not, it's not even that hard of a fight, but the controls are horrible. So it takes forever. And then you see another one. You're like, oh dude, I just want to save. And then you don't get to save. Um, and in terms of like the exploration aspect, there are items to get like missiles and tanks, but most don't even feel worth getting because you can just refill your missiles anyways. The only thing that's kind of worth getting is like tanks. But then there's also tank parts that they introduce. So you have to collect like four tank parts to get a tank. And th those are annoying too. You get one. You're like, fuck, dude, that's not a whole tank. I've cursed a lot more this episode than I have in any other episode I make. And I just want to apologize for that and for my future <laughs> cursing because I'm probably going to do that this episode. Um, So saving in this game was weird. Uh, as I mentioned a little bit ago, you'd either save like super, like it'd be like really common, like save room. And then a little bit later, save room. You're like, I just saved. Why is there a save room? Or you'd have a save room and then have to go through this whole entire big section of the game before you get to another save room. And I found this to be an issue because a lot of the play segments had to be like long. You know what I mean? It's not like some short 2D game that you can just, you know, oh, you find the save room right away over here. Or you, sometimes you can't go back to the save room from before. It'll get blocked or you're going to have to go up to a high area and you can't reach it because you don't have the abilities. You know, you walk out of the save room, you're on your own. You know, you got to wait till the next save room so you, so you can save. You can't go back. You can't make progress, fight a boss and then go back. No, you got to go forward to the next save room and you might have to fight something else to get there. And... Well, good fucking luck is what the game basically says. Um, I, I, what, what I would have liked to see and how I would have fixed this is I would have implemented maybe a quick save feature like Super uh, New Super Mario Bros. Wii that you can just press it and then you'll save the game. Like it won't be like a for sure save, but you'll be able to save it. So that way when you get back, you can just start where you were. You know, that would have made some sense or to save anytime you want. Um, I, I, I played a little bit of Metroid Prime 1. I don't think it lets you save whenever you want. So, um, I really hope when I play further, that's not going to come to bite me in the ass, but, um, but Metroid, uh, what's it called Metroid other M just, I don't know. I just really felt like saving should have either been more consistent or more accessible because especially with how some cutscenes are in this game, like, do you really want to watch that 20 minute cutscene again? I'm pretty sure there's like two and a half hours total of cutscenes in this game, which are beautiful. Mind you, they're beautiful. They look great, but at some point, it's like, dude, why am I watching a 20-minute cutscene? You know, what if I have to go and I have maybe 30 minutes to play? I'm playing and then a cutscene plays and it's 20 minutes. And there's no save. There's nowhere to save after. I'm just going to have to leave my Wii U on, which, I mean, I know this is originally on the Wii, but it's pretty similar. I'm just going to have to, you know, because I got it on virtual. But, like, what, what am I going to have to do? Leave my Wii U on, leave to what I got to do, and then come back? and expect it to like still be on or ask someone, hey, don't touch my Wii U, man. I'm gonna be out and I haven't saved this game. Like, I mean, I guess I could, but I don't know, that'd be stupid. They have this other thing in the game called stealth sections where Samus just walks really slow for no reason. You can't shoot, you can't jump, you can't run. You're just walking and it's a weird like first person point of view type thing and the controls are really weird. Samus walks insanely slow and 
they're not fun. They usually consist of another thing in the game where you have to scan stuff, and that's more pointing at the screen. So, two horrible things. Um, another horrible thing. I promise this is not all horrible. I'm going to talk about things I like. Don't worry. Um, enemy drops are non-existent in this game. So when you fight enemies, you won't find any little glowing things to fill your HP or fill your missiles. You're going to have to just do that vertical thing. The world is honestly kind of nice. Uh, like I said, do something I don't want to complain about. I like how it looks in terms of like the atmosphere. I think the level design is sucky. I don't think it's great. I don't think the level design is fun at all. I don't like it. But um, the world design, how it looks graphically is pretty nice. It's, I don't know. Just they did a good job with that. Better level design would have made it better. But world design isn't bad at all. Um, but the immersiveness, like I said, was definitely broken by that constant break in action and the fact that the game didn't have any pacing whatsoever. Um, like, you know, for example, like a good example of like what I was saying about the world is, uh, <laughs> I just realized I went like back and forth on that. So bear with me, but some enemies did feel like they got their area, like in a forest area, you have like this Venus flytrap kind of guy. And that makes sense. Or the ice area has like ice monsters the fire has like things catered to fire you know it made sense it was cool i think they just added the fire world because every metroid game has got to have one i guess but i mean i liked it i think some people said they didn't like it but i liked it it was cool um so what i said about level design it looks cool but it's not fun to tra traverse through at all like every few rooms like i said it's just a random fight and it just feels like padding at some point. Um, and it's just a lot at once for no reasons. And when you have to go back through different rooms, you're like, oh, this is gross. Why is it designed like this? Why are these controls so horrible? And yeah, you know, exactly what I said. <laughs> um, another cool section of the game were like the lab sections. And I feel like they could have done so much more with this. They could have added little trinkets for you to like fuck around with, mess around with, do anything with, just have some sort of fun with, but they didn't. So that was annoying that they didn't because they really could have done something, but they decided not to. That's lazy. <laughs> okay. Now we're going to talk more about the story. So here's a spoiler, a really big spoiler. Let me say at the end of the game, it is revealed that some person you talk to that you believe is Madeline Bergman, someone that you're supposed to see is actually a human android with the AI of Mother Brain that um, the Galactic Federation has recreated because they think it'll let them take control of the Metroids for good or whatever. This, of course, as you might have predicted, ends up being a threat. And I wanted to say the plot is all over the place sometimes, like. I mean, maybe I'm just stupid and don't follow stuff. I'm not really a movie guy, but um, the plot is really hard to follow sometimes. And honestly, to this day, there's some stuff I still find confusing. I feel like there are a lot of plot holes. I can't think of any at the top of my head, but I was like, what? What? Like, sometimes things go unanswered. Like, there was this one random thing that there's a character that goes around that's he's on the Galactic Federation team that's on the ship. They call him the deleter and he's killing other members of the Galactic Federation. They never finished that. Apparently he died or something like that, but they never finished that. They never examined like, ooh, this could be this character. They show you all the characters, you see their faces, but they never connect it. So I found that stupid. They should have explained that. They made it such a big deal and then they decided to do nothing with it. Of course they did. Okay. So. Now we're going to get into, I think, the thing that people hate about Metroid Other End the most. 
Adam Malkovich was Samus's ex-commander. Um, I'm pretty sure they may mention another M uh, after Fusion, but he's talked about in Fusion a bit about how he calls Samus Lady, and Samus says that she felt respected by him because he didn't say it in a sarcastic way, you know, or anything like that, which the game totally kind of disproves because when he says it, it comes more across as like, like that he's calling Samus out for being defiant or he's talking down to her. It comes off as more, when he talks to her, it comes off more as like a patronizing tone. So, I mean, they didn't really get it right with the voice acting. But um, there's a scene, sorry, but there's a scene that you see of like in the past where Adam orders a unit to dispatch. I think, I think that's how you say it. Um, And he has no emotion or regard, but his brother is like on the team and Sam starts telling him like, hey, I can save him. I can go do this. And he completely fucking ignores her. And it's just like, there's nothing we can do. And just looks at his brother dies and shows no emotion. Blank stare. Um, There is a lot of elements of what many believe to be an abusive relationship. I know Nintendo probably didn't intend for it to be an abusive relationship. But, I mean, Adam kind of tells uh, Samus, like, you're not allowed to use anything until I allow you. Is that understood? With some things, it makes sense. The power bomb, you're not going to want to use the power bomb around all these other people because they're going to fucking die. You know, that's just clear. That makes sense. Okay, don't use a power bomb. But he bans every single other thing at Samus's disposal. Samus goes into the lava without her barrier suit, which protects her from lava. Well, not... Not lava, sorry. Into the hot area uh, of the world. And the various suit, or Varias suit, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, but it protects Samus from heat damage. Basically from dying. Doesn't do any damage to anyone, just protects her. It's a defense thing. And he does not order, he does not allow Samus to use it until the boss battle of that area. So this whole time, it's a little more difficult. You're taking damage the whole time. He knows that you're taking damage. You might even die to it a few times. He'll just go, when you die, you'll just hear his voice going, Samus, respond, respond. (coughs) As if he isn't the reason that she's lying there dead. Or passed out or whatever. I don't know. Maybe they don't kill her in a Nintendo game when you die. But um, that's just one of the many things he's done in that game. There's a couple of other things I can go into, but let me talk about a character I do like. I'm trying to find his name. There's this one character named Anthony, and he's funny. He's comedic. When he talks to Samus, it doesn't sound like he's talking down to her. Sure, there's that, like, always referencing that she's a woman for some reason, which I don't know why the game does that, because the story isn't the story isn't about, like, Samus as a woman. Obviously, with the elements there, you know that you know that they don't see they don't see Samus any differently as anyone else because she's a woman. They just they see her they see her as the same. If anything, they look up to her. They know that Samus is stronger and more capable than them. But for some reason, there's still this. They always got to remind the player like, oh, remember this. But it's I don't know. Just the choice to do it is kind of weird because they're not doing it in a way to prove something. They're just kind of doing it. And it's the constant reminder. It's like they're always trying to tell the player, remember, you're a woman. And I mean, <laughs> the player already knows that. So I don't know. It just, I just I found it kind of weird. It was kind of out of character for for him to do that because he wasn't really ever 
disrespectful or anything, but he he was a funny character. He was a cool guy. I liked his character. Um, there's not a lot of it, but when he's there, he's funny. He's cool. Um, a lot better than Adam. The other characters there are just forgettable. You don't learn anything about them, so you don't really care when they die or Samus says their name. You're like, who the fuck is that? Um, when Samus uh, talks in the game, she sounds very robotic and inhumane. And this didn't bother me personally as much as other people, but I do agree that it does sound emotionless when she talks. It sounds like she cares about nothing. And when she does rant on about things sometimes, it sounds really unnatural. Like she'll rant about the baby Metroid the whole game. But then you're like in other games when she talks about the baby Metroid or references it. It's just like a quick second. Like, yeah, the baby Metroid saved my life. I owe it. You know, it's it's not it's not like, oh, my gosh, the baby. I can't believe that. happened. You know, she's not fucking stressing over this happening. She also like overanalyzes everything. She's got to talk like she's a fucking, um, I don't know, anime protagonist or like, well, maybe not anime protagonist, but like protagonist from the novel like like she's speaking like she's in a book basically or like a narrator like someone who narrates their own life <clears throat> excuse me should be like for example let's say let's say i'm samus right now and i'm like the blue lines of my recording filled me with glimmer as i spoke into my microphone sitting cross-legged at the edge of my bed wondering why life was the way that it is wondering why i started to fill with hunger Wondering why I had a thirst for water and my throat was growing ever dry. Ever dry for that thirst. Like, everything is just in the same tone and it'll be something. It'll be like that, basically. Um, a cool moment in the game, though, I want to say, is when Samus actually turns on one of her powers without asking Adam. She asks, she says out loud, any objections, Adam? And just fucking turns on her space jump and screw attack. And that was pretty badass. That at least shows that she overcame something and she's like, I don't gotta listen to you, bro. And I did like that. That was a nice detail. That was a very nice detail for her to just turn it on. Because uh, I didn't mention this before, but the whole game, you're, you don't look for anything. You don't find your morph ball. You don't find bombs. You don't find any of those things. Adam just, I mean, morph ball you have from the beginning, but Adam just has to allow them. You're not allowed to do it until Adam says so. So you progress and get power-ups, but it doesn't feel like, you don't feel rewarded for finding it. You just feel allowed. And the whole time you're like, wow, I could have had all this. They could have started off with more power-ups, like, well, not, not power-ups. They could have started you off with more power, more, or more, uh, they could have given you more flexibility. I don't know, just, but they didn't. Um... Like I said, another thing is, like, the game just won't let you forget that Samus is a woman. Like, everyone has to refer to her as princess and lady the whole time. And it's just, like I said, I just, I don't get why. It just kind of comes across as patronizing, but they're clearly not patronizing her. Like, they clearly respect her, but it just comes out of a place that seems like they're, it just seems disrespectful. It's just really out of place, you know? If they were if, if they were fucking like talking down on her, maybe it would work. But I mean, they're not. So I don't really understand the the use for it. It doesn't really add to speak on anything like it doesn't really work to speak on any issues or sexism or anything like it just it's just kind of there. If it was maybe used a different way and used to speak on an issue, then maybe it would work. But other than that, you're just constantly reminding the player that something they already know. Um. So, oh, <laughs> I wrote again too many cutscenes. 
Um, okay, so some final thoughts about the game before I end this episode. The cinematics are beautiful. It would have been a lot better of a game if it controlled better. If it had better controls, I might have actually liked this game. I'm okay with it. I don't hate it. I don't think it's as horrible as people say, but I don't think I'd play it again anytime soon. Better controls, no pointer, which I know somebody has modded a version of the game where missiles can be used without a pointer. That should have been a thing to begin with. The bosses were actually kind of cool. There was a nightmare boss, which is nightmare is a boss from fusion. It's this weird face thing. Um, well, not face thing, but it has like a block face. And once you destroy it, it reveals like this weird alien face. I'm trying to think of the other bosses. The, there's a Metroid queen boss where you have to bomb the inside of its body, which is a cool reference and uh, to Metroid two. Something that's kind of weird about that boss that I've heard people complain about that I agree, I only learned what I needed to do because of a video, is that you've got a power bomb inside her body, which you're not going to know because your power bomb hasn't been allowed up to this point. So it's just, there's no cutscene playing that says it's allowed, so you just randomly have to know what to do. Um, there's an end game where Samus goes to, I know I was talking about things I like, but where Samus goes to grab Adam's body. And that's where you fight Fantoon, a boss well-known like, from the game Super Metroid. Um, and that boss was all right. The escape sequence is kind of fun. I did like the escape sequence that, that plays. And once you finish that, you like really finish the game. And I was excited when I finally finished the game. I just wanted it to be over. Like, I mean, I, I appreciate long games, <clears throat> but I like to sometimes play in short bursts or short sessions, and that's not something that other M allowed me to do. I had to play in long sessions, and when I did play in long sessions, I did, like, I'd play a session I just didn't want to play anymore. It's not a game that left me wanting more, it left me wanting less. I wanted less to do. I wanted the game to be over with faster. I appreciated it. I went in with an open mind, actually liking the concept and idea and being excited, and then I got into it and I was like, why isn't this over yet? Why am I still watching a cutscene? Why is the gameplay so bad? Why am I doing it? just felt like something I had to deal with to be able to like, you know, it didn't feel like I was playing it to play it. It was feel like I was playing it to like to know about it, to have experienced it. I was just doing it so that way I know what other M is. When I was really looking forward to other M, I was excited. I was like, yo, this looks like a cool game. Everyone doesn't like it, but, you know, people have different opinions. I might like it. And then I saw why people didn't like it. And at the beginning, I mean, like I said, at the beginning, I didn't hate it, but Towards the end, I started to not like it that much. Um, while I do think a game in this style could work in the future for Metroid, because it's not a bad idea, it's just not, it's just executed poorly. I do think it could work, and what sucks is because of how bad this one did, we might never get another Metroid game like this again. Even though Nintendo could do it and make it so much better, make the controls better, no pointer, uh, better writing, better voice actors, they could just, they can put in the work for those things and make, oh, uh, Sorry, a bigger, not a bigger, but a better game. But we're probably not going to see that. And that's the sad part. But yeah. Anyways, I think that's all I have to say. So I hope you guys have a great day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Um, I hope now you know a little bit more about Metroid Other M. Or maybe you want to go experience it yourself. I promise it's not the worst game in the world. So if you're kind of, kind of like, hey, I don't know if I should play it. It's not horrible it's definitely a lot of content and it'll keep you busy if you're all into 100%ing just know that it does have a lot of issues but then again what game doesn't 
Anyways, guys, this has been this episode. I've said it twice already, but I figured I had more to say. So I hope y'all have a great day. And I don't know. Go play a Metroid game. They're fun. Bye.